This episode of The Fakest is brought to you by DCTVPodcast.com. Need a Supergirl t-shirt? Arrow tote bag for all your broken hopes and dreams? Flash mug so you can pick up the pace in the morning? If not, you're definitely going to need the Bebo onesie. Find all the greatest DC Comics merchandise in the DCTV Podcast T Public store. Visit DCTVPodcast.com for the link. Oh, and if you see her, tell Lena Luther I said hi. Tonight, a disgraced 80s chain suffers a cruel death at the hands of changing times. We'll tell you the best spots for your looting party. Then, the most magical place on Earth announces a new entry requirement. Will 23 and Mickey be a step too far for the American public? Probably not. Then we'll mind the crimes that make up the times on Up to the Minute. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest, and it starts now. In our top story, a beloved figure has his career resurrected through the power of social media, but many millennials are saying that sometimes dead is better. It began on a warm May night back in 2017. Don and Wesley's Simulaw Show were streaming a round of Tetris or something on their lightly viewed Twitch channel, The Board Horde. Suddenly, and without warning, their seven live viewers vanished from the chat room. What the fuck? Hey, where did Bobby go? Bobby's always here. Did we drop the stream? No, the, the preview, the preview looks good. Oh, shit. Twitch is streaming some old PBS show. Shit. How are people going to find our stream now? The show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, a children's show that ran from 1968 to 2001. Its host, Fred Rogers, was known for his kind nature, clear communicable style, and an odd penchant for changing his clothes live on camera. The Simulasho brothers had never watched the program until that fateful May night under a half moon. You know, all that sweater shit, it feels problematic, right? But... He seems like he just wants to be your friend. It was a good show. Usually you see old dudes like that and think, that dude's a total perv. Not this guy. We needed him back. We thought he'd have a lot to offer 2018. We were noobs, man. We we were wrong. In early June, under a full moon, which was also a blood moon, the boys launched their 666-hour gaming stream to raise money for their project, Won't You Be, My Necronomicon. The goal? To buy a used copy of the Book of the Dead, said to contain a spell that offers a return to life for one who was pure of heart, which they hoped would revive Mr. Rogers. Thanks, AskBlaster420XX, for that $10 donation. We're going to be sending out your tote bag soon. MarioFan69 just donated five bucks. Guess I'm doing a shot of mustard. Don and Wesley hit their $200,000 goal in less than half of the promised 666 hours. Their June 13th stream, which was a Friday, with its own full blood moon, plus Don broke a mirror that day, shows them read from the cursed text. Their goal? Bring Fred Rogers back from the neighborhood of make-believe. Fred Rogers, Bonum Persona. Ipse mutat vestimenta sua sed est bonum. Dude, fas, fas a terra vivere. Uh, okay, we're, gonna, we're just gonna skip to that one. Sinon fasis ego tristis erit. Sinon fasis 
As the boys streamed their dark incantations, the earth shifted below Latrobe, Pennsylvania, the almost final resting place of the late Mr. Rogers. When the authorities arrived, they were shocked to discover a naked man, save for his canvas tennis shoes, leaning against a tombstone with a confused expression on his face. Oh boy, where have you brought me this time, Trolley? The last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. After thanking him for how much he'd meant to them over the years, the police escorted Mr. Rogers to the Heinz History Center, where original sets and props from his show were stored, in the hopes that, one day, he'd make the leap home. When the news broke, Hollywood came calling, but fate and the White House had different plans. My fellow Americans, this is a great day. It's a great day for all of us, uh, because uh, today... I would like to introduce, with pride, I have a lot of pride in this, uh, I'd like to introduce the new White House Chief Communication Officer. I mean, he's really the best, folks. He's great. He's huge. You know him, and on his back. Uh, so please, America, let's celebrate the second coming of a wonderful man. My neighbor, your neighbor, is a neighbor. He wears a sweater. He's got tennis shoes, he tells us. Crayons are made. Okay, here he is. Without further ado, second coming of Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, please, please come up. Mr. Rogers, folks. It's good to be your neighbor, Donnie. But remember, it's not nice to brag. The greatest <laughs> gift you ever give is your honest self. Oh, Mr. Rogers, please. No, I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I, I meant to say. I'm sorry. I get carried away. You're so huge. You're huge. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you, man. I love you. I'm sorry. Oh, Donnie. Discovering the truth about ourselves is a lifetime's work. But it's worth the effort. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, thank you. Thank you, please. No. Thank you. While White House insiders described Mr. Rogers' presence as calming to our provocative president, Democrats remain skeptical, even after the passage of the Harriet Elizabeth Cow Act. The new law, co-authored by Mr. Rogers and Senator Lindsey Graham, redirects 40% of military spending towards education, especially in make-believe neighborhoods which are historically underfunded. Senator Elizabeth Warren spoke out against Mr. Rogers late last year on The Real Shit with Your Girl Brit. I'll say it. Mr. Rogers is bad for this country. This appointment is nothing more than a cynical political move by this administration to pander to millennials and zillennials while advancing their increasingly pro-zombie agenda. Let's worry about the living before exploiting the dead, Mr. Trump. Don and Wesley, the bored rich kids who challenge everything we know about death in the afterlife, break their silence in the new tell-all YouTube Red series, It's You I No Longer Like, in which they take Mr. Rogers to task for his association with the current administration. I mean, could you believe this guy? We got through all this trouble, and now he's a drunk's ass with his friggin' Kofivi from Nambia. Ugh. Forget about that orange Cheeto. We got a sniper. When asked about mounting criticisms from the quadrennial set, Mr. Rogers was taken aback. Children today can be so mean. Making fun of how somebody looks? It's never okay to make fun of somebody for something they can't control. It's like they didn't hear a word I said. It might feel like the world's ending, but it's not. And even if it was, we need to show that we're brave. You can't be brave if you're inside out, worried about every little thing there is to worry about. You miss the big bad things. 
And those big bad things, they show you just how brave you really are. My mother used to tell me a long time ago, whenever there was a big catastrophe or something really scary on the news, she would tell me to look for the helpers. And if the news about the president makes you sad or angry, remember that he has helpers like me looking after him. I hope that helps you to be brave. Other people already know you're brave. You just need to show it. Fred, it always did. In fact, it's making me brave enough to get real here with a fakest editorial. What you think, Paul? Last Saturday was Shop Local Day here in somewhere west of New York City. As a pillar of the community, I felt it my duty to audition several restaurants in the metro area as potential replacements for our old lunch place, Madame Caprout's. Some places had outrageous prices. Others served up the grub on shovels and Rube Goldberg machines instead of plates, leaving this diner very frustrated. After three restaurants, two injuries, and 20 miles on my company credit card, I stumbled across a greasy spoon called Dustin's Neighborhood Grill. As I walked in, it seemed like the perfect new lunch spot. The food was all domestic and non-threatening with several mashups of classic ingredients like beef, chicken, potatoes, butter, and butter. The atmosphere, bright enough to feel like a workday, but dark enough to talk about the people who stayed behind at the office. I settled into a corner booth, anticipating my fourth meal of the day would be my last. Little did I know, when my waitress, Jenny, clomped over to my table, that I was in for the worst day of anybody's life ever. Hey, hey. Welcome to Dustin's. You been here before, sweetie? Hey. What would you recommend to somebody who has already had a hamburger, chicken wings, pad thai, and three ice cream sundaes? Um, nothing. Do you just want some water or something? You're probably going to need it. (laughs) Miss, do you know who I am? A guy with a serious binge eating problem? I don't know. Yes, but I'm also the host of The Fakest. Paul Defoe, you know, I won a Peabody Award last year. Oh, yeah, I do know you. Man, don't give a Peabody to anybody these days. Tell that to Megan Kelly. The owner of Dustin's Neighborhood Grill, Dustin Neighborhood, joined us at the table. Hell yeah, if it ain't Mr. Faker himself. Put it here, dumbass. We love your dumbass show. Hold on, uh, just let me wrap this napkin around my hand. I have a cold. There, pleased to meet you. Howdy. Uh, And it's the fakest, not the faker. Simple mistake happens all the time. Now, Justin, your waitress here, she's been at my table for two minutes, and it has been the most miserable dining experience of my entire afternoon. She won't tell me the specials, was rude to me, and criticized my diet. Can you do something about her? Is that true, Jenny? No, Dad. He was slumped over, sitting here, burping and drooling on himself. It was disgusting. I was going to call the cops before he started talking. Well, Mr. Faker, I'm inclined to believe my Jenny. Maybe you should head on out. You look like you've had one too many, boy. Come on back when you're sober. I have not had a drip to drop. How dare you, sir? I am a recovering alcoholic with nearly 11 hours clean, and I don't like your insinuation. Look, buddy, you gotta go. Take your hands off me, you unfriendly neighborhood cookie. How dare you? You know I have a show, right? I'm putting your ass on blast, (laughs) Buster. And blast as ass I am. 
currently doing. Dustin's Neighborhood Grill is a C-class establishment at best, and all they serve is tears and disillusionment. I recommend you, the fakest faithful, avoid this establishment at all costs. And that's what I'm thinking. Hey, what you thinking, Paul? Hmm. Um, Paul? The team at Dustin's was downright reasonable. That isn't what editorials are for. Maybe with how you've been feeling lately, you went a little overboard. Oh, this again. You're sad, Paul. You hurt my feelings, Paul. You lost the only thing you ever loved, Paul. I never said that last one. I know. I say it to myself when I'm putting on my makeup before the newscast. Helps lubricate the old peepers. We both know the fakest is better than this, from a journalistic standpoint. For one thing, this story actually happened. It goes against everything the fakest stands for. You want to know what the fakest stands for, Leanne? The fakest stands for justice. We stand for the little guy. We stand for getting a goddamn Cobb salad in under 30 minutes so we have time to travel back and forth from the office. Dustin stands against all of that, which is why he has to, why his business must die. But they told us in college that- But they told us in college that, this isn't college, kid. It's the real fake world and you'd better get with it or get out. Cue the revolving door sounder. It's a revolve, revolving door. Fine, Paul. Understood. Just know I'm disappointed. But never buy your paycheck, which I still need to sign. I have a direct deposit, Paul. Speaking of, you have a commercial. Oh, neat. Listen to this, folks. I'm sure whatever they're selling is dynamite. We'll be right back. The full release technique unzips your unlimited potential. Scientifically verified for its effectiveness by leading research facilities at some of the universities in the world like John Hodgman's, ITT Tech, and West Virginia Northern Community College. Dramatically increase your finances, health, and happiness by using secret techniques developed by Fortune 5000 level executives. Discover how to use your natural ability to improve your life. You had the magic feather the whole time and you didn't even know it. You'll feel like a total loser for not discovering your hidden potentiality during adolescence. Thousands use the full release technique every day to improve their lives, health, relationships, and tax brackets beyond their wildest expectations. You can practice this technique in the shower, at the gym, and before falling asleep at night. (sighs) The full release technique is founded on proven scientific principles that allow you to get rid of any unwanted human emotions easily and painlessly. (laughs) Many even say it feels good. Former Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders had this to say about the full release technique. We know that more than 70 to 80% of successful women use full release and 90% of successful men use full release and the rest lie. Now it's your turn to learn the secret thousands have been lying about. To get your free sample of the full release technique, including three moist towelettes, visit fullrelease.com slash thefakest, all one word. That's fullrelease.com thefakest. Noted real-life Tony Stark Elon Musk is in stable condition tonight after mounting criticisms from internet trolls. Today's successful SpaceX launch I mean, SpaceX launch was business as usual, perhaps. But some Americans suspect something far darker. Clear. And we are good to go. 
You can't even do the simplest things today without the help of Elon Musk. Beneath the hair plugs and rocket ships pulses the brain that sparked internet staples like PayPal and the dancing baby before invading the real world with overpriced cars and underpriced rocket ships. Musk helps computers run every aspect of our lives, leaving humanity feeling like Don Quixote, tilting at windmills which orbit the Earth, watching everything we do. What started as an internet may-may became a movement after punk rockers The Old Farts released a one-minute anthem titled Elon Musk Sucks, which compares the shrewd billionaire to a Marvel comic book villain so evil he can't even appear in Marvel Studios films. Elon Musk sucks. Since then, internet sites like Reddit and Google Images have been overrun by memes of Musk ruling over Latveria with an iron fist. Musk stopped by the fakest studios earlier this month to discuss the current controversy. So, Mr. Musk, how do you respond to your critics? They have a point. In my new book, Rocket Man, How I Used Your eBay Account to Reach Mars, out today, I lay it all out. Elon. Why did you feel the need to address this? You can call me Lon. Well, one day a few months ago, I was reading in my study deep within the bowels of my European castle when one of my Musk bots, available from your Tesla dealership this June, brought me a black and white printout of one of these memes people have been posting. Oh, excuse me, they're called memes. Apologies, the memes. Anyway, I think there is a fair point. It probably doesn't help that I was born in South Africa to an electromechanical engineer who I lived with after his bitter divorce while suffering bullies and reading Isaac Asimov novels like they were instruction manuals. It sounds like something out of Stan Lee's dream journal, I have to admit. <laughs> I'd say so. So if even Goo can see the comparisons, how can you possibly ask your critics to stop their criticism? For starters, they should really buy my book. Not only does it have all the answers, but it helps fund the device I'm developing to rescue my mother's soul from the netherworld. Plug, plug, plug. You gotta give me something, Muskie. I said, call me long. I guess I want people to look beyond the name and the backstory and the marvelously disturbing inventions to see the real me, a rare computer geek who made good. From self-driving cars to my new line of smoothies to my complete and total annihilation of NASA. I, I'm doing a lot of good in the world. If I had one message for humanity, it would be... Is that a Siamese cat on your lap? Where did he come from? Why are you stroking him like that? Oh my god, you have a robotic hand! Look, do you want the exclusive or not? Yes, sir. I want the exclusive. Good newsman. Very obedient. Anyway, if I had one message for the world, it's that the sooner everyone stops bitching and hops on the Musk train, the sooner the Musk train can start moving people between New York City and Washington, D.C. in under 30 minutes. You can find Lon's new book, Rocket Man, at Tesla dealerships across the country, as well as book charging stations in the parking lot of any Whole Foods. And what does the future hold for Elon Musk? No matter who the foe, what the danger, victory will be mine, for now and for always. (laughs) 
Up next, Ron Jolliver is here to tell you what went horribly wrong in the world this week. He's also promised the KCOM Studios executive board that this will be a fair and balanced report. Now, to our bitter British blogger, Ron Jolliver. Ron? Up to the minute with Ron Jolliver. Hello, colonists. We have a bit of a problem. We want to do one of our patented sermons on whatever cause I felt like going on about. But a KCOM Studios executive fucked that up for us. What Bertram KCOM did is so egregious, so daring, that we simply had to address it. The key to taking fake news into the future is to make it ubiquitous, mandatory. It's like the fake news is miles of ocean, cutting you off from everything but crimes reports and corporately mandated editorials. And where can you go? Nowhere. And that's so Bertram KCOM, Senior Vice President of Propaganda at KCOM Studios. Full disclosure, the fakest is owned by KCOM Studios, but I don't care where my biscuit is buttered, I'll speak my mind. Ron, I talked to you about this. Don't worry, your little head, Paul. Just eat your fucking Big Mac like a good American. (gasps) We have Big Macs? Where? So here's the thing, Paul. Mr. KCOM is considered a pioneer in modern broadcasting, but the scene is shared from his private yacht reveals an atmosphere of sodden broadcasting on the open seas. Hey, can you put away those breasticles for a minute? I can't focus on this coat. <laughs> Sorry, Papa Bear. No problem, Sugar Plum. It's candy. You bet your ass it is now. <laughs> Take them boobies back out. <laughs> So you might say to yourself, why not just take away their boats? Well, it's a little more complicated than you might think. The cost to apprehend the boats, to workers and drug supplies could cost the US $179,000, which is the entire GDP of Iowa. Are you ready to give up Iowa? Because I'm not. And I'm British. Honestly, it's a little shocking that I care more about the American heartland than you do. In addition, shutting down executive class orgy boats would limit the supply of Girls Gone Wild videos to developing countries. So what's the solution? As long as the fake news comes out, who cares? It's nobody's business where we hold our business orgies. Look. If I don't take videos of this stuff, how am I supposed to prove that I'm cool to the lower level employees? Now get out of here before I fire you, Ron. I'm done talking about this. Look, to be fair, Bertram has been posting videos on his high seas, high jinks to Instagram, bringing traffic and ad dollars to the KCOM Studios website. It's also creating jobs for twerkers, coke dealers, and boat cleaning services. In the end, Maybe we should just focus less on the sexual habits of a homegrown despot and more on ensuring that twerking sex workers have all consented to be on the boats, where they should make at least a minimum wage with tips. Now you're up to the minute. 
for the fakest, I'm Ron Jolliver, a.k.a. Shouty McShouterson. Great story, Ron. Very fair and balanced. I'll go make sure the executives are happy with it during this ad. We'll be right back, folks. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. For you, the fake is faithful. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Over 180 million, I, I mean 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. This week, I'm recommending The Kid Stays in the Picture by Robert Evans. This story documents the braggadocious adventures of Hollywood's golden boy told with little regard to how things actually went down. It makes my little fakest heart sing. To download The Kid Stays in the Picture or any other books your heart desires, start your free audiobook trial today at audibletrial.com slash thefakest. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thefakest, all one word, for your free audiobook. Now that that's out of the way, back to the show. Finally tonight, fakest reporter Grace. Paul, you know, I've been thinking about your editorial. We all have, Leanne. We all have. Let's hope that Dustin's neighborhood grill feels the mounting pressure. I just think you treated them a little unfairly. As journalists, aren't we supposed to remain impartial? I am impartial. I was partially served, and I'm impartially pissed about it. Paul, come on. You were a jerk on that tape. So you're going to ruin this guy's business? For what? Because you got your little feelings hurt? But didn't you hear on the tape? They touched me. With their hands. Uh, the girl was nice, though. And they were fans. Exactly. How many fans will stick around when you're using your platform to attack them? Well, you know, when you put it like that, maybe if you squint just right, I was a bit of an asshole. That's the spirit. Here, how about we patch things up? Okay, okay. Birdman Stan? Roger will, Khalil Starlin. What can old Birdman Stan do you for? Stan, is your chopper up and running again? Sure is shooting. We duct tape the rear rotor. She's flying high in the sky. Easy as pie. I've been making an apology banner up here in the control room. Come grab it, then fly it over Dustin's neighborhood grill for us? Heck yes. Thing is, I really shouldn't have a banner farting out the back of the chopper, but uh, I'm sure shooting willing to try it. Happy now, Leanne? I know Dustin neighborhood will be. Well, we'll check in with Stan at the end of the show. Back to the fake news. Now, fakest reporter Grace Huber Staffordford has a story that will shake you to your core. Okay, not really, but you'll probably be a little skeeved out by it. We go now to Warring Hawks High School in Warring Hawks, Florida. Thanks, Paul. I'm here at Warring Hawks High. Hey, hey, Grace, I already told them that. Sorry, Paul. Did you tell them that teacher Judy Doyle stands? Well, no, I didn't tell them that part. I was saving it for you. Well, can you let me tell them? Yeah, come on. Everybody's waiting. Stop holding up the show, Grace. <sighs> Local algebra teacher Judy Doyle stands accused tonight after failing a student under what some say are suspicious circumstances. Look, I'm not trying to throw shade or anything, but Ms. Doyle was looking to fail me from day one. That's Phil Stevenson a 17-year-old semi-helpful professional basketball player, but realistic college prep aficionado who's finishing up his senior year at Warring Hawks High School. 
When he put off his final math credit until the last semester of his senior year, he wasn't worried. Yeah, I've always been good at math and shit. You weren't worried about the material then? Equations, factoring, other stuff I never used again after graduating? No, math, the way they teach it in schools, kind of boring to me, honestly. A veritable child prodigy, his dreams of college were dashed by a teacher drunk with authority and high on the vapor trails lingering behind the students she's flunked. I'm easy. Just hit the button and I'm all yours. The trouble started early one October morning, before Mrs. Doyle began a unit on linear expressions. The dispute was caught on digital film, shared on Snapchat, then screencapped and uploaded to Instagram, finally spreading like a bacterium. No, virus. Like a virus. To Tumblr, Reddit, and even Christian Mingle. Hey, let's trademark that. Virus. That's exactly what it's like. A spreading virus. I'm a genius. I mean, to be quiet, if it does... Bam, give it down, you'll see it. I know you're all looking for a real connection. I get it. I had a MySpace account. It was the best. It had little kitties with, like, sparkles on it, and it played Britney Spears because she is queen. So I do understand. That's why I created this great new Safe for Students Facebook account. You can keep me there, and I'll help you, and I'll... Go where you need me to go. What? Mrs. Doyle adheres to the Cynthia Horvath method of educational enrichment, which claims to awaken a bond between teachers and students by focusing on social interactions outside the school walls. I don't even sign on to Facebook that much. That's for old people. I really just have it so I can send videos of me playing basketball to my grandma. She likes to feel like she's involved in my life, you know? Apparently, so does Judy Doyle. It's nice, you know. I get to see all these little pictures at their house parties that I'm not at, and they look like they're having fun dancing, and I get to watch them flirt with each other and have fun with each other, and I'm not there. But you know what? It's okay. That's why I have the Facebook page, and I want to work hard for them. I want to be friends with my students. No, more than friends. It's really a mentor-mentee relationship I'm looking for. Did you fail Phil Stevenson because he wouldn't be your friend? No, I failed him because he didn't work hard enough for me. Isn't the Horvath method better suited for humanities? Just because I'm good at math doesn't mean I'm not a sexy, vibrant young woman who is bound to get homecoming queen next year. I will be queen, Grace. Leave me alone. Get out. As for Phil, he's worried about his future. What college is going to want me if I have to go to summer school to graduate? I'm appealing my grade. Shit, I'll test out if I have to. She's not even a good teacher. That's the hard part. She called me up to the board, then forget what she was teaching. Teach was thirsty. Imagine if this was Mr. Porter and Shelley Graves. Mrs. Doyle has been placed on a three-day administrative leave while the school board investigates Phil's claim. In a fakest exclusive, the principal says that he's hopeful Mrs. Doyle will be found innocent and return to befriend students in the fall. For the fakest, I'm Grace Huber Stafford. We go live to Birdman Stan for some breaking news. Stan is currently circling Dustin's neighborhood grill, ready to unfurl the apology banner our producer Leanne made. Stan, what's happening out there? 
The workers inside are coming out to stare at the egg beater. Want me to let this here banner rip? So what does the banner say, Stan? Paul? Paul, it, it doesn't matter. Oh, is that so? Well, it matters plenty now. What does the banner actually say, Stan? Oh, it's pretty. She did those fancy 3D letters. It says, I was a real jerk, love the fakest. Then it has a little picture drawn of you curled up in a little ball, crying like Charlie after hearing the devil's piano. Oh, well, that's not so bad. Wow, I thought you were going to freak out. Leanne, a little humility goes a long way in these situations. Stan, let that banner fly. Here we go. They say it, Polly. Oh, they're laughing. The big guy's hugging one of the waitresses. Paul, we have a call from Dustin Neighborhood. He accepts your apology, and he even wants to buy some ads. <laughs> Come on, Leanne. Like that shithole could afford our ad rates. Would you look at that? Same thing got caught up in my chopper. I'm going down, Polly. Oh, it's gonna sting. Again? Seriously? Stan, are you there? Sorry, Polly. Crashed you right into the restaurant. I'll be back in the newsroom again. Well, Paul, at least you tried to apologize. I'm proud of you, boss. It takes a big person to admit when they treat somebody unfairly. And it's all thanks to you, Leanne. You know, hiring you might be the best decision I ever made. And I mean that. Really, it's I'm not faking around. Thanks, Paul. It's nice to have such a big impact on the show. Say, did you pick up my car from the mechanic? Yeah, but he wouldn't let me take the car unless I paid him 400 bucks. I mean, I had my credit card, but... And that does it for the fakest tonight. We'll keep following the story of the tragic helicopter fire that wiped out a restaurant full of people. Look for updates whenever we feel like it. From KCOM Studio in somewhere west of New York City, I've been Paul Defoe. Our promise to you, we fake it when we make it. Now go out there and have a hell of a night. So, can I get a reimbursement or... Well, you have to file with accounting. They said they couldn't because it was a personal expense. Well, there's your answer. Subscribe to The Fakest on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play or your favorite podcast app by going to thefakest.com. You'll get every episode when we release it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by following The Fakest News. That's Fakest with an I. See you next time.